Hello my dudes, my name is Tiffany. Welcome back to my series, Internet Analysis, where I like to research and discuss things relevant to social issues and media. Today's topic is the fact that my- This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Screen time is out of control. If I'm not on my phone, I'm on my computer. If I'm not on my computer... I'm watching TV. Sometimes I'm doing all three at once. Honestly, rather than trying to add up all of my cumulative screen times, it would be easier to count the hours that I am not on my screen, which is mostly when I am sleeping. A lot of us have this problem, and I know that some people like to try like digital detoxes, or you go as far as literally locking your phone away, putting it in a box, trying to get it away from you. And I have been very tempted to do that, but I also need my phone for a lot of things. You know, maps, alarms, calculators, Googling random things all the time. Yes, a lot of that can be done with other devices, but the thing that makes a phone so appealing and addicting is that it's everything all in one. It's always in the palm of your hand. I've been thinking about this for a long time and I've considered doing a digital detox, but it never really seemed convenient. And honestly, quarantine should be the ideal time. I mean, I don't have to do much of anything. I'm already home all the time, but I am also bored and need distractions. So it doesn't seem like the best time. My point of this video is that I am trying really hard to learn healthy boundaries and work on my bad habits because I know that it's not possible for me to entirely cut out screen time. This is the modern life, baby. We've got technology everywhere. That being said, I would definitely like to decrease my screen time for a lot of reasons, though I do know that technology is not inherently evil. There are a lot of tools and things that can be accessed on screens that are actually really great for us. It's gonna be a very Libra video, as always. And so, before we get into the topic, I've gotta to give a shout out to today's sponsor, which is Metatopia. Metatopia is a mental wellness app that has meditations, calming nature sounds, relaxing music, and more. The thing is, I've always struggled to meditate during the day because it makes me so tired, which is actually great because now I use Metatopia to help me fall asleep. I tend to get very restless and anxious at night, especially when I can't fall asleep. Sometimes my room is really quiet, too quiet, and I can hear everything and it just freaks me out. So I really like to listen to relaxing things in bed that can help calm me down and distract me and eventually I will fall asleep. So this app has sleep meditations, sleep stories, and sleep sounds, all of which are incredibly relaxing. Also, sometimes I like to listen to French before bed and Metatopia has the option to change your language. So sometimes I switch it on to French for a little extra language practice. 
So the app is free to download. It's available on Android and iOS. There is a free version, but you can get access to all of the content with the subscription. I highly recommend trying it out learning to meditate or even just using it to improve your sleep like I do. So you guys can click the link in the description to download Metatopia and try a seven day free trial of the subscription. Thank you sponsor, now back to it. Later on in this video, I'm gonna talk about more of my favorite apps. I know we're talking about how I have too much screen time and then I'm telling you about my favorite apps. I see the irony, but hashtag not all apps are bad, okay? I don't want this video to seem like I'm demonizing technology or using your phone, because honestly, that would just make me a huge hypocrite. There are many helpful, beneficial apps that actually have improved my life, including Metatopia. And technically, that is not even screen time, you know? Like, my eyes are shut, so it doesn't count, right? Okay, so to state the obvious, why is too much screen time bad? For me, I definitely struggle with eye strain and headaches. I also find that it makes me very distracted and unfocused. I feel like I'm always bopping between different devices and it's hard for me to step away from them entirely. And I think the constant stimulation can be very overwhelming, but also addicting. So again, you, you can recognize that it's a problem and that it's not making you feel good, but it's still so hard to stop. No quiet time. I've realized recently that I am always listening to something, whether it is music, YouTube videos, podcasts, I always have something playing almost from, you know, the minute I wake up. I like to have something accompany me to make my breakfast. And when I'm walking somewhere, all the time. Sometimes I'll be like on my computer trying to work on a video or an, an assignment, and I'll have a video playing on my phone and realize that I'm struggling to concentrate, obviously, but then I don't stop or sometimes if my anxiety is high and my thoughts are racing and I don't want to pay attention to them I'll try to listen to something else but then I end up not being able to focus on anything so on one hand I am concerned with my inability to sit in silence like sit with myself very often I wonder if I'm missing out on like quiet moments or the sounds of the city as I'm out and about back when we could be out and about and I think that's why meditation and mindfulness in general have become so popular because all of us, or most of us, have the problem of finding it really hard to slow down and quiet ourselves, or even just listen to ourselves, listen to our own thoughts, <sighs> focus on our breathing. Unfortunately, I think I have a very deviated septum and it makes it really hard to breathe through my nose at all times, so focusing on my breathing is not something I wanna do, but it is good, deep breathing. Anyway, on the other hand, as much as I want to experience silence, I just love content, okay? I love supporting other YouTubers. I love learning and listening to podcasts and getting into those. I love music, you know, it hypes me up. Back when I used to commute on the subway to college, TBT to those days. I really miss that. I miss that part of my routine. So now let's get into the details of my screen time. What exactly am I doing on these screens? So we have been blessed and cursed with the screen time feature on iOS, as well as YouTube giving us our watch time. Who asked for that? My average YouTube watch time per day is two and a half hours, and that is a lot lower than it used to be. Many times I have been shocked and greatly disappointed when that screen time weekly alert pops up. Thanks for that. My typical average is about eight hours per day on my phone, which seems excessive. My top used app used to always be YouTube, but now since quarantine, it has been Stardew Valley, which is a game I've been playing. I only have it on mobile, so I have to play it. 
it's actually been a very like relaxing and calming activity. So it does feel like a part of my day that I like need right now. And I've played it for over 80 hours already, which I would have rather not known, but at the beginning of the game every time it shows you your playing log. So thanks. I guess I'll face reality and play for another three hours. So YouTube and Stardew Valley tied for first, then we have Instagram, then we have Twitter. And sometimes my excuse for my screen time is that it's my job. I'm a content creator. You know, I have to use Instagram. I have to read my DMs and reply to them and post on stories, interact with people. I do that on Twitter too. And I use Twitter for news and politics, so that's good. And I watch so much YouTube for research, right? And while some of that is true, I definitely have to admit that the majority of my screen time is definitely leisure time. Though it is hard to kind of distinguish when you're a content creator. Dare I say an influencer. The funny thing is originally this video was supposed to be one of those like I didn't use my phone for seven days like challenge vlog videos. But literally I wouldn't do it because I wanted to play Stardew Valley and I could only do it on my phone. So I refused. But I thought about it and I was like, okay, I know it could be interesting. It could make for some fascinating content if I locked my phone in a box or something. But also that's not my ultimate goal. I'm not gonna get rid of my phone. I'm probably always going to have a smartphone. So I think it's a lot more realistic in my digital detox to just learn healthy habits, which is a lot more difficult to do long-term and make those habits stick. So ultimately my goal is just to be more mindful of my screen time and use it less, but that's not as interesting of a video concept. I used my phone slightly less for seven days. And another thing is of all times to try to do this, I think it really is hard to do this during quarantine. Like, yeah, I could do other things, but like, I just took weeks to finish a puzzle. I can't start another one anytime soon. I kind of need my screen time. I'm trying to be kind and forgiving to myself right now because I remind myself that, I don't know, some days I'm like, like you need to get your together, you need to do more, you feel fine, you should be working more. But then I'm like, mm, we are actually in a literal pandemic. I can cut myself some slack right now. Anyway, that was a tangent, but continuing on. In trying to decrease my screen time, I, for a short amount of time, deleted Instagram and Twitter off of my phone. But then with Instagram, I would need to like post something to my story or post an actual post. So I'd have to re-download the app and it just became a pain. And then Twitter, I kept finding myself using like mobile Safari Twitter, which is just the worst. By the way, fun tip if you're like me and can't really handle news and politics right now. I know it's important to be informed and typically I am very informed, but as I've mentioned on a lot of platforms, I suffer from anxiety about health. I am always very concerned about getting sick. So this entire situation has been triggering to me constantly. And to be able to get through every day, I have adapted my news consumption on Twitter, Lex Croucher recommended changing the country of your trending tab to a country with a language that you don't speak. So I chose South Korea, and that means every time I absentmindedly go to the trending tab, I see nothing essentially because I can't read that language. And that helps me because I used to go to the trending tab and see a bunch of bad news and it would instantly make me feel sick and then I would end up reading it and it would make me feel worse. I've also blocked all words related to the situation to try to filter those tweets out as well. So that way I can kind of still use Twitter but just for a little bit more fun. And in terms of politics, you guys keep asking me for updates. I'm not ready to face it yet, so yes, I am ignoring it for now. 
mostly. Continuing, anyway, another reason that I feel like I can't just lock my phone away is that I am low-key addicted to productivity apps and tracking a lot of things on my phone. We just talked about productivity in two videos ago, this video, and I mentioned how being productive is obviously necessary and important, but it's also something that we can kind of obsess over and start to get upset with ourselves if we don't reach all of our goals. So in the same way, productivity apps can be great and helpful, but they can also sometimes make us feel really bad about ourselves. In the App Store, productivity apps are very popular. There's truly an app for everything. You can find apps for self-improvement, organization, tracking your progress in different things over time. And let me be honest, I love having this data. I love having access to this information about myself. For example, Spotify Wrapped. Every year Spotify tells you, you know, your top artists, your top genres, your top songs. And I live for that shit. Nothing is better to me than having everything I've done compiled neatly into a few cute infographics. Are you kidding me? By the way, I wish YouTube would do that because I would love to know whose channels do I watch the most? What genre do I watch the most? Tell me, please. You're already tracking my watching. Please just, just give me the details. So yes, clearly I love tracking things, especially with apps. And now I'm gonna tell you about a few of my apps that I love. First, I have a water drinking app. And let me tell you, worse than my struggle with too much screen time, for years I have been struggling with drinking enough water. I have been like chronically dehydrated for a long time. Sup you guys, hydration challenge day two. Hydration challenge. Hi, we're in England and I haven't drank any water today. And it used to be so hard for me to force myself to drink enough water consistently. I'd maybe do it for like one day. And then the next day I would sip on an iced coffee all day. It would be 5 p.m. and I'd be like, oh, I haven't had any water yet. Mm, too bad. I once tried an app called Plant Nanny where you water a virtual plant every time you drink water. But I failed and my plants kept dying. So I got sad and stopped using it. But that might work for you. Someone else recommended an app to me called Waterminder, which is a very simple hydration tracking app. But I think I paid like $5 or something for it. And that alone, just spending money on an app has made me want to use it so that I don't feel like I wasted that money. But yeah, so far it's actually worked. I've been using it since October. I've been more consistent with my water drinking than ever. I've had times where I've fallen off, but I'm getting back to it. So thanks app. If you've watched any of my videos about money or debt or personal finance, you would know that I have a few apps that help me. I use the app Every Dollar to track all of my individual transactions and categorize them. And then I put all of that information every month into an annual budget spreadsheet. Very fun. It is fun, okay? I enjoy it. Continuing on, I bought a Fitbit for the first time last November. So there's an app that goes along with that to track my steps every day. Pre-quarantine, obviously, I still worked from home and the only time I really got out of the house was to go to school and come back. But I realized I really wasn't moving around a lot and it is not great to be sedentary. The Fitbit did help me kind of force myself to notice that because it was literally always on my wrist, reminding me. Excuse me, I have Invisalign and I try very hard to enunciate clearly in my videos, but I just said risk instead of wrist. Had to call myself out. Pay no attention to my eyebrows. I made them 100% too dark today and I'm embarrassed. 
But I wasn't very hard on myself about hitting 10,000 steps because when I got it, it was winter in New York, so not really walking weather, but on days that were a little bit warm. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And nicer, I would feel a lot more motivated to go out on a walk or take an extra little trip around the block just to get a few more steps in. So that kind of was effective. I also have apps to track what entertainment I'm consuming. I have an app called Letterboxd where you can track the movies that you watch and you can rate them and review them. Absolutely love that app. You can add me if you want. I don't know how much you can see. I think everything's public on there. And then I have Goodreads, which is a similar app, but for books. And I have been an absolute flop this year in terms of reading, because I have too much to read for school. But on Goodreads, you can have reading challenges, see what other people are reading, rate books, review it. We love it. So on a lot of these apps, we are encouraged to share progress. You know, apps like Fitbit, Goodreads, Letterboxd, those are very social apps and you're supposed to engage with other people. And, and I've noticed that so many of these productivity apps are gamified with streaks, which can be kind of motivating, but it can also make you feel like you're losing when you miss a day. When you break the streak, you're a failure. It's like, dude, I, deleted Snapchat for a reason. I don't want to care about streaks. So ultimately what I realized was as much as I enjoy these apps, when I'm spending my day tracking a bunch of different behaviors, every time I do something, I go into the app, then I end up getting distracted and I go and use other apps. It makes it very difficult to distance myself from my phone throughout the day. By the way, random, but there's also an app called Lifecycle, which somebody recommended and it was right up my alley because what it does is it tracks your location every day by GPS, and then you're supposed to go in and say where you were and what you were doing. Oh, that? I was at a restaurant in Charleston. And then by the end of like a full year, you can see exactly how much time you've spent doing various things. And the side of me that likes data was like, oh my God, I need this. But then the other side of me was like, I don't wanna, put in the work. I was too lazy to like fill out the information. I haven't looked at it since February and writing this video, I opened it and it's obviously been tracking me still through quarantine. And it literally is like in home sleeping and this tiny little sliver is anytime I've gone grocery shopping. And it's told me I was home more than usual. I slept the same as usual. I walked less than usual. It's like, okay, tell me something I don't know. Thinking about it now, it feels very dystopian and I wanna delete it. Why did I voluntarily give an app permission to literally track all of my movements always? Oh wait, a lot of apps do that. All of the privacy issues with big data are too much to get into right now, but oh man. So for the last month or so, I stopped tracking things. I don't know if that was maybe when I was feeling especially anxious and depressed, but I didn't wanna deal with everything. I didn't want to feel bad 
for not doing the things that I'm supposed to do, according to my productivity apps. I took off my Fitbit because I don't need a reminder that I'm not hitting 10,000 steps a day in my apartment. I know that Fitbit. And for a while, it felt nice to not be tracking things, but recently, like this week, I've noticed that I feel very aimless and I had a good number of days where I just felt like I was doing nothing getting nothing done. I was only playing Stardew Valley, which is productive in the game, but not productive in real life. So I printed out a habit tracker because I usually prefer for a lot of my organizational things to be on paper to try to avoid like 100% digital everything. And on this tracker, I want to work on my hydration habits, trying to get those back on track, stretching, exercising a few times a week, doing video work, homework, even though I made a video about how we don't need to feel compelled to be super productive right now, I have fallen into a slump. I've fallen behind on work, which is only gonna stress me out more. So I actually think that being kind and gentle with myself right now requires holding myself accountable a little bit more and trying to encourage myself to do a little bit of everything every day so that everything doesn't feel so overwhelming as entire tasks. So I'm back on my bullshit. I'm tracking my progress. I'm using my little habit tracker, filling it in every day. I'm writing most of it down, but I am back using some of my apps. And so we reached the end of the video. What's my point? I already told you. I feel like in all of my videos lately, they've been so contradictory. Like people are like, you're not making sense. Only a few people, but my videos might seem a little middle of the road to some people who prefer to be a little bit more one way or the other, but I honestly see a lot of things as very like balanced. And I think especially when it comes to developing healthier screen time habits, again, because screen time is a part of almost all of our lives every single day, it's very hard to get away from. It's healthier for us to learn how to manage it and how to develop these good habits rather than, it's almost like dieting. Like a digital detox sounds like a physical detox. And I think sometimes we like extremes. We like the idea of a challenge, like, oh, I'm gonna go so hard, I'm not gonna use my phone at all, or whatever it is. I'm gonna do a no spend month, I'm gonna do a no sugar month. These challenges are very difficult, but there's something very appealing about having like an extreme challenge and seeing if we can get through it. But then I think when you end that more restricted period, I don't think we usually learn that much from it. Right at the end, you can reflect and you've probably learned a few things, but we tend to fall back into our typical habits or even worse, sometimes we slingshot the other way. That's what I feel like I would do if I cut off my phone use for a few days I'd be like, oh, that's great. And then when I get my phone back, I'm gonna use it for like three days straight. So anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed this video somehow. If you can relate to it, please let me know if you would like to share your screen time or your top apps or something. I'd love to hear it. Also, if you have any suggestions or tips on how to better manage your screen time or give yourself breaks, let us know, please. In the past few months, my views have been just slightly down more than usual because I think when you're not posting as often, the algorithm doesn't like you as much. So if you're watching this now and you haven't seen some of my oldest, latest videos, please give them a watch if you are interested. And every comment that you leave probably helps the algorithm like me a little bit more. So thank you so much. I really, really appreciate it. I am generally feeling pretty good today. Oh my God, I forgot to mention. I'm kind of wearing this as a shout out to some of you. In my last video, I pronounced Adidas. 
Adidas, which apparently is the correct pronunciation because the founder is German, but in America we pronounce it Adidas, and in a lot of other places people call it Adidas, so people were very bothered by me pronouncing it that way, but like technically it's right. I only did it to, to kind of be annoying. Mostly it's the influence of my boyfriend, he's English. Now I say vitamin water. There are little, little bits of pronunciation that have gotten into my head and I can't stop. If you wanna follow me on Instagram for some mediocre pics, you can do that. If you wanna follow me on Twitter, you can do that. And please subscribe if you haven't and stay tuned for my next internet analysis video. Oh, one last reminder, please click the link in the description and download Metatopia, try that free trial. Okay, thanks, bye.